FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by life coach Mark Fennell. Hello. Hello and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Japers. How is it 2024? I've no idea how we got here. <laughs> oh, we, you know what? It's 23. It was a fast year. I don't know if anyone else would agree with that, but I found it kind of a fast year. But I'm glad of the space and the rest. And I think we underestimate how much we need to take time off down the tools, as they say, and just chill out and sitting in front of the couch or sorry, in front of the telly on the couch. We need those days, you know, people always talk about get out of your comfort zone. I'm like, well, you also need a comfort zone as well. It's not all about growing and moving and, you yeah. know, being proactive. You sometimes need to recharge the batteries because the, the body is not designed to be in constant movement. We've a nervous system that operates in, you know, proactive action. And then there's also the parasympathetic mode, which is basically it needs to rest and digest and recover. So we need to rest. So I hope everyone had a restful Christmas and I hope you did too, Louise. Oh, I definitely did. I did nothing. Like, I think I made a couple of plans, very light plans, and most of them didn't happen. I might have got out for a walk with a friend. I think that was about it. Other than that, I was quite That's enjoying okay. just sticking on a movie and just sitting with some chocolate or a cup of tea and just just sitting. It was nice to just sit yeah, for a bit. And I it's important. Yeah. And it's important. I think at this time of year, people put a lot of pressure on themselves to, you know, change their self. You know, they, I, I, I really and people might be laughing at this being as, as I'm a coach, you know, I really hate New Year's resolutions, the term, the ideology around it, because it's never sustained. If we're going to pin our, you know, emerging of this new self based off because it's the beginning of a year, that motivation is is actually quite flawed. And look, 83% of people are not continuing on their New Year's resolution come the end of January. And it turns out only 96%, sorry, 4% of people uh, actually achieve their goals when it comes to like New Year's resolution uh, six months later. So 96% of people who say I'm going to do a New Year's resolution don't do it. So that's a high statistic. I would well believe that because it's just so much pressure that you're putting this all this almighty pressure on yourself to do all these great things. And you're just like, I can't do them all at once. Everything is a stepping stone. Yeah. We have to kind of make these, you know, you know, small steps towards them. Like I was even talking to the PT in the gym and he was saying that people tend to join the gym in November, but they won't come until like around uh, February, maybe March. Yeah. They, they yeah. need to set themselves up. They have to kind of build themselves up to it, which I think is absolutely hilarious. But it is kind of how yeah, they work. So, like you do kind of have to move towards something, but not cram it all in together. Yeah. Like what, what like, and we must talk about kind of, I suppose, you know, that kind of thing. Cause a lot of people try to, they look at themselves in the mirror and they think now's the time of year I need to change all that. Yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. But I think the, the 83% of people who don't succeed in the first month, um, the fact that it goes up to 96 by kind of the six month mark, it's just an indication of a lot of people set themselves up for failure in that way because they try and do too much too fast. And that's a massive flaw when it comes to goals. You know, slow and steady will always win the race. And it's, when it comes to it, it's like the old uh, the old story of the hare and the turtle. You know, they go in a race, the hare is way faster and the, the turtle is consistently slow, but is consistent nonetheless. And the hare gets complacent. And the turtle ends out winning. It's an old story, but it's true. And and slow and steady wins the race. And that's how we do anything from a goal, especially when it comes to our health or, you know, weight loss or any of those kind of things. And it very much comes down to like a mind-body connection as well, isn't it? When you want to achieve mm. these goals, they both have to kind of align. Exactly. I, I only ran a workshop on that recently, the mind-body connection. A lot of people, when it comes to wanting to kind of, I suppose, get themselves in a better shape than they're at. I, I always say, first and foremost, it has to be done in a healthily way. If you... If you're trying to, you know, all of a sudden turn to juices and that wasn't your way and you're trying to do sunrise swims and you're trying to walk two hours a day and you're trying to do all these things, it, it, that motivation will be great for maybe the first week or two or whatever. 
But to sustain that is very hard because your body and you are not used to that. So to change our habits and our actions, it all begins with our mindset and it begins with how we see ourselves and our relationship with food. And for a lot of people, it's kind of like a toxic relationship. You know, when things are good, we celebrate with food. But when things are bad, we eat food as well. And so there's this kind of, I suppose, relationship we have with food. And food is not always the primary issue. It's our thoughts towards food. It's our habits. It's how we view food and why we use food. Because food for many is either a comfort. Um, it also can be, uh, should we say, a, a source of celebration. And so food very much is symbolic for a lot of people. Oh, it's Friday night to relax. I'll get a Chinese. You know, oh, it's, it's Monday morning. I feel guilty from the weekend. I'll get a salad. And we have that kind of, I suppose, double-edged sword is with food. The whole idea around it, though, is this, is that our relationship with food starts within in our mindset. And that's if anyone wants to kind of change things in that area. It works. It starts with your mindset, not exactly with the food. Food is secondary. Your thoughts are, are primary. How do you start changing that then? Yeah, it's a great question. That's one I'm asked all the time. Hence the program that I'm bringing out um, that's coming out uh, in two weeks' time. The way it starts is it goes back down to why do you want to lose, if it's weight, for example, why do you want to lose the weight? And for a lot of people, you know, they look in the mirror, they don't like what they see, they they remember themselves feeling and looking a lot better when they were younger or whatever. And so, but but that's a, that's one reason. But it really needs to come down to a lot deeper than that. For example, a lot of people want to win the lotto. And when you ask them, if you won the lotto, oh, I'd buy a car, go on a holiday and, you know, pay off the mortgage. And that's most people. And I'm saying you do the lotto because you want to have that. But what does that represent for you? It's still the same house. Okay, it's a faster car. And okay, the holidays will run out eventually. But why is that? And they go, well, it's a sense of freedom. It's a sense of security is actually what they're looking for when they, you know, buy that ticket. When I look at people wanting to lose the weight, I always ask, you know, what does it come down to for you? How do you see yourself in six months, 12 months, 18 months? How do you see yourself from within, not just what you see in the mirror, but who do you want to be and how does that feel? And if someone says to me, well, if I lost the weight, I'd be happy and free and confident. There's your motivation, you see. Not what you see, but what will you feel within. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, the power of how we feel towards a goal becomes our motivation for that goal. So it starts with that, asking yourself why it begins there. That's just the beginning. <laughs> Obviously. And then obviously you have to take the steps then to kind of keep pushing that along. But we were talking yeah. at the start about people who fail at these goals as well. And I suppose when it comes to either getting healthier or whatever way you want to put it, this happens as well. Why does it suddenly start off really well? You're you're doing really well. You're really happy with yourself. And then suddenly you kind of almost take a step back or kind of relapse back yeah. into old habits. And that's a really common thing. And that's why like uh, the program I have is 10 weeks because everyone can be motivated the first two, but will you still be motivated come week six, seven, eight or nine or 10? So the reason is because a lot of us will have tried to get a bit healthier, eat a bit healthier, change our lifestyle. And we get to a certain level or we get to a certain goal. And that's a lot of people. But what's a lot happens to a lot of people or most is that then they go back into those old habits slowly but surely. And before long, they're back to where they were or even worse. The reason that happens is this. We sometimes get into a state of, I should we say, because of maybe our eating habits or lifestyle, we have this sense of maybe guilt. We we could be doing better. We don't like how we're dealing. Maybe a sense of shame. And sometimes food is a comfort for a lot of people. So it's because they're trying to deal with something. So they eat to kind of comfort themselves. And so what happens is when they start to lose the weight, for example, and they get to where they want to get to, they come to a place of feeling, oh, I'm able to do it. I'm in control. I don't need to fear this food thing anymore because I've proven to myself I'm able to do it. 
grand. Sure, I can have that burger now. And if I put the weight back on, sure, look, I'll just lose it again. But what they don't realize is that's never changing your mindset. You're literally coming, doing a fad. You know, you're getting to a place, losing it, but only to revert back to the old. A real true transformation begins when you refuse to go back to the old you, when you refuse to go fall into those bad habits. It's, is it hard to get there? Yes. Is it possible? Absolutely. But when you get there, the liberation that comes with that is pretty amazing. And I say that from experience because when people get to that place of, I've no desire to go for that thing that I used to always eat too much of anymore because I now value who I am now more than that. That's long-term results. Mm -hmm. That's long-term results. What most people you see is they just go, once I can prove that I can lose it, I'm kind of happy with that and I'll just put it on again knowing I can lose it again. That that's, There's no change in that. That's just short-term change, not long-term gain. It's more like a lifestyle you have to aim for rather than just trying to break it. It is. Mm. It comes down to how you see yourself. You know, I, I talk about that in the book. It's like, it's your identity. It's how you see yourself and how you want to be seen when you see yourself in a photo or in a video. It, you know, that's from the external. But what's more important is the internal you know, what makes you happy? What makes you confident? What makes you fulfilled? Those are the things to lean into. And when you start to realize that by controlling what you eat builds your confidence because you're proving to yourself, I'm able to do this. Your confidence starts to go up. Your self-esteem starts to go up. And what happens then is socially, obviously, you see benefits. So when you start to realize that if I can deal with the food, this will have a domino effect in all areas of my life. That's true long-term change because you're now seeing the value the value in being healthy outweighs the value of being, should we say, unhealthy lifestyle. And that's how you get transformation when the value is greater than the reward you got from when you were overindulging. We must congratulate you there because you mentioned the book, Breakthrough. It comes out in three, four weeks. Yeah, three, yeah it's on the shelves. You can pre-order it now, actually, um, from Easton's and Algood bookstores. But it is on the shelves February the 8th. And it's all about breakthrough. And like we're talking about, because I think for a lot of us, we all have those things that we may have, I suppose, gotten stuck on or we we struggle with, or maybe there's things in the past that are from our past that are holding us back still to this day. It could be confidence or maybe it's, you know, body image or whatever it might be, or maybe it's people or failed relationship. But we all have areas that we need breakthroughs in. But sometimes those areas we can't change anything about. So how do you get a breakthrough when you feel stuck? And that's what the book is all about, hence the title, Breakthrough. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning it. No problem. We'll have to get you back on when it's out and, and people are able to pick it up in the stores, which is great. Amazing. But how can people find out more about everything you've been chatting about today? Yeah, well, look, it's all, of, for me, the whole program is all about the mindset um, and the food is secondary. Although we do deal with food, of course, and we do deal with movement as well. But you don't need a gym or membership and it's not going to be suffering and it's not going to be excluding any food types or groups. So if you want to head over to weightwellness.ie on Instagram or my own handle, markfennel.ie, and you can also go on markfennel.ie, the website, and you'll see weight wellness there. And that is the 10-week program and it starts in two weeks time. Excellent. Mark Fennell, thank you very much for chatting to us. Thanks, Louise.